Hey there, cookie ears. Welcome to Cookies for Lunch, the podcast, where we talk about all things cookie. I am Cynthia Raven from Sugar Chat Cookie Studio, and I am joined by my good friends, Sandra Seegers, Sherry Wyrock, and Nancy Westfall. We are four established cookie friends who talk regularly about the cookie world. So we thought we would invite you to listen in. We hope you enjoy the conversations. everybody. It's Nancy Westfall. Thank you for joining us today. This is episode six, and we're talking about taking care of you and how to avoid burnout. I'm the queen of working too hard. I admit it. I know I have a problem. That's the first step, right? (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk to my friends here and see what they have to say about burnout. I have a lot to say. I I always give advice, but I'm really not good at taking it. So What do you guys say about this? Well, I think this comes at a perfect time because people are probably finishing up or getting into the big thick of graduation, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but my end of May was ridiculous. (laughs) My last week was ridiculous in the amount of colors I had (sighs) to make. I'm in the thick of 27 dozen logos, and I don't understand why I took this order. <laughs> I hate logos. I do. I do. I know. They're awful. Um, so, so what do I'm, you do? Go, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I set time limits. I don't work. I can easily easily pull a Nancy Westfall and work 20 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my arms, my fingers, my wrists, everything doesn't, um, I can't do that. So I make sure I start at a certain time. That's kind of bendy, but I always make sure that I end at a certain time every day. If I have to push it, I will, but I set time limits for myself. Sandra, I think that's good. Um, I usually start about the same time and I'm pretty hard about being done by five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you could call it a luxury for some of the cook years. I have a luxury of having an older stepdaughter who's 32 and she doesn't live with us. Uh, so I don't have any littles that I have to take care of. So if I need to start later, start earlier, you know, or stop later, I can, but I, oh, those were the I days for me. <laughs> you, have before, you have puppies. Before puppies, I could do whatever I wanted and now I can't. <laughs> I don't understand. Cynthia, you have littles, right? So I don't, how <laughs> do you do that? Grand littles. She's got bigs and littles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people here. Um, <laughs> Well, and I think it's unique for each of us in what we do. And as well as I have a full-time day job. So, you know, I have to coordinate what I'm doing around not only my work, but the people here, you know, my, my kids, my grandkids, my daughter, you know, you guys know my daughter um, moved in with me while she's going to school and um, she has a 10 month old baby and, and a four year old. And, um, and I love them being here. I do. It's, um, but again, you know, they're busy and 
baby John's trying to walk. So you can't take your eyes off of him for a second because he's always running in or falling down on something or hitting his head, you know, so you have to, and Wolf is very interested in what I'm doing. He's my buddy and he likes helping me, you know? So, um, but I, I'm, that was the biggest thing of why I really had to quit taking custom orders because even if somebody were to call me six months ago and say, do you think, you know, because it's an old friend or family or whatever, and they really want you to do this and you want to do it for them. Right. And so you agree to it and then it never fails. You get to that time when that order's due and 14 other things have come up that you didn't even plan on. Like you didn't know that was going to happen. And so then, you know, I sometimes, oftentimes, whenever I'm working on cookies, I don't even start till nine o'clock at night. So now I'm a late night person and I like staying up late. I mean, how many times, Nancy, have you and I texted each other at two in the morning, you know? Um, Several. Because Nancy's always up too. But, um, you know, and sometimes that just gets, so for me, you know, taking care of me was to really limit any orders that, that I take. If I'm teaching a class or an event or something, I can plan ahead enough around that and, and work towards that. But custom orders are just really hard. I've, I agreed to something for next week and um, they're old friends and it's their daughter's wedding and I'm just doing the wedding shower, but it's 48 cookies. And I mean, when Sandra tells me that she's had 10 dozen in a week, I just think, oh my God, <laughs> I would die. I, I mean, four dozen is, <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> dozen is overwhelming, you know, to me. And, but anyway, I mean, I, I think uh, setting boundaries is, is huge and, and really trying to stick to those as much as you can. I mean, I know there's times in life when we have to make exceptions, but I think uh, really, setting those boundaries is, is, is very key. Like what you said, Sherry, having a definite start and stop time and knowing what you can do in those time frames, Right. I know that a lot of people also not only like you stop taking custom orders so that you can focus on just classes. A lot of people have taken, stop taking custom orders and just do pop-ups or just do mm -hmm. um, holidays. That that sounds like a dream to me. That's what I would be doing if I were still decorating cookies because customs take a long time and people, yeah. I mean, people sell out at their pop-ups and you're controlling what you're making, right? The designs, how many and all of that. So that's what I would be doing, but I like that route. I didn't yeah, like I, it, but I didn't like it because I didn't get the amount of orders quick enough to make me feel confident. For holidays, you mean, Sherry? Yeah. Just, I think I tried it last year for Easter and it, it was okay. That's where it uh, was great. I tried it then because, but that was COVID. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. So I'd rather do custom. Sandra did a group would like totally benefit you, Sherry, because mm -hmm. then you have a group of, five or 600 of your local customers and you can throw it out in that group and say, and now they have a feature. I don't know if you guys saw my message to I you guys. I did. If you're an admin of a group, you can at everyone and it tags everyone that is in that group. So oh. you can say, this is what I'm doing a pop-up on this day and everyone will see it. Cause we all know how Facebook likes to mess around with who sees our content. Right. I'm well, and then you can de design that. what you want and 
you know, have whatever you want. And when you're out, you're out and, and that's it. But don't you do that sometimes with holidays, Sandra, or certain things where you say, this is the set I'm doing? Like you did that at Thanksgiving, didn't you? Yeah, I usually do it for um, major holidays. I did it during COVID for graduation mm. because everybody was canceling orders, but then they wanted to give something for graduates. So I came up with a little set, threw it in my group, and people ordered from there. Um, yeah, having a group is a great thing. I definitely think that that would help with... I know so many cookiers who are tired mm-hmm. and and we're always all set. And I'm tired too. I'm not decorating cookies, but I'm teaching people um, how to design stencils, design cutters, use Procreate, um, make uh, royal icing templates and all kinds of things. Plus I have cookie-a-thon and just, oh, you know, too, too many things to name. And then you have your cookie friends who ask you for things. <laughs> yeah, that too, which I love my cookie friends. So that's okay. <laughs> If I have time, I do it. But, you know, so many cookiers so often say, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And then I always see different uh, people. I don't know. People, they don't feel like they're doing enough. They don't feel like they're good enough. They don't feel like their cookies are good. And all of that, I feel like all of that weighs on our mind. It weighs on their minds. It makes them not only physically exhausted, to work like they do, but mentally exhausted too. And I just feel like, you know, it's just a, right now that's just, a, to me, it's the state of our world. I don't know if it's always been like that. I don't ever remember feeling this tired. Like I have a million check boxes to tick off and I'm only on number nine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't ever, even when I was teaching elementary school and very busy and had two little kids and doing everything on my own, I don't ever remember feeling this overwhelmed. And for me, that could be partly social media because Mm -hmm. I have multiple Facebook groups. People email me for help in the club, which is, it's all fine. That's what I'm there for. But it does wear me out. You know, we've got, and we've talked about social media, Instagram, Facebook, all of those things, plus taking photos of your, like if you're decorating cookies all the photos that people are taking, that takes time. And everything, uh, it, now I'm getting to the point where I have to weigh out everything. Okay, do I want to spend time on this? Do I want to spend time on that? And I'm starting to get better at picking and choosing, but I'm still not very good at it. And I always have all these ideas because I'm a creative person and I think of mm-hmm. all these ideas and and. I want to put them out there, you know, just like when I started the club and when I started teaching how to design cutters and then moved on to um, after stencils, cutters, all the other things and now procreate. And I just keep adding, adding, adding to it. But I've been I have felt burned out before and very tired. So what do you do? I get sick. I I get sick. You need to get sick. Well, I know, but this is how to take care of you. I know you go, you get massages. I do. I go get a massage once a month. I, I usually, because I'm like you, Sherry, I don't have any kids at home and I can work freely anytime I want. And that's a bad thing. And so typically my brain really turns on at 10 o'clock at night. I'm a night owl too. And I think best then. So I do, uh, in the morning, here's my routine. I, I wake up, I get around, I sit down to eat breakfast. I check my 
email. Uh, after that, I check Facebook comments. So if anybody needs help or if I need to make any posts, then I come into my uh, and part of my office. I've got, kind of got things divided up. After that, I will either record tutorials or I will work on more emails that come through or podcast things. It, it's just, it's never ending. And I have a list every day that's like two pages long. So here's what I do. I continue to work every day until I get everything done that I want to get done. I'm not very good at taking care of me, but I have been the last month or so. I have been stopping around five o'clock and I'll eat dinner and I'll come back to my computer for about an hour or sometimes an hour and a half and I'll go back and just watch TV. And that's kind of a break for me. And then if it bugs me that I need to do something or I didn't get something done, I will come back in here and I'll be in here until midnight. But I don't always sit at my computer in the morning. I take a little break when I'm eating breakfast. And I usually sometimes don't start until 10. And that my morning time is kind of a downtime for me when I eat breakfast and get around and but I'm telling you right now, my routine is really not set in stone. Well, so in the morning when you're doing that until about 10, is that when you listen to your podcast, mm -hmm. read a book, read a, the news or I don't take usually, the dogs on a walk? I don't read the news. I usually listen to my podcast at that time. And I don't, I walk my dogs in the evening. Uh, somewhere I always find 30 minutes to take them for a walk. But I do listen to my podcast in the morning. And sometimes when I go to bed at night, if I can't go to sleep, I'll turn on uh, like Audible. I have books on there that I listen to. But for me, resting, my brain is watching a tutorial to learn how to do something new. And someone said, that's not resting your brain. <laughs> no, that's stressful to me. I used your to be routine like you, is stressful. I used to I used to start work at 10 in the morning and then I would go until midnight. And I burnt out really fast. I don't know how you are still doing what you're doing. That's when I had to put the time limit on myself. And I, I, I find for me, for me, as it gets dark, um, my eyes get a little wonky and then I start making mistakes and then it's just, you know, and it's time to just stop. Um, so maybe if you did it that way, like as it starts to get, you know, to a certain point, because I got to tell you, I would have stopped doing what I, I would have stopped doing cookies had I kept on that pace. Mm. I've been doing this now for five years and I do get tired, but I just keep pushing through all of it. I think the best thing to do, and, and I've been trying to do this, is to stop in the evening, take a little break, watch some TV. I've got that morning break, you know, until about 10. And so that helps me. But for years, my routine was get up at 5.30, teach until 3.30, come home, make dinner, not work. And so in my, I, in my weird mind, I'm still thinking I need to be in that routine where I'm working during the day and doing all that. So I beat myself up about that. Like, why are you working at 11 o'clock at night? You should have been done by, with this by now. But, but I um, think part of that too, Nancy, is you, you really enjoy what you I do. do. And so, I mean, part of that is, and because you, you know, are there and it's accessible and you don't mm -hmm. have other obligations in the evening, I think it's easy to get caught up in that. And I think if you, 
you know, had another hobby or something like that. And I'm not saying your business is a hobby. I don't mean it that way. But if you had something else that you liked doing too, you know, you might, but you, you started this as, because it was something that you loved doing. <laughs> and you I know? do, I do love it. I really do. And that's the only reason I'm still doing it uh, because it is easy to burn out. So I'm not one to give advice about taking care of you other than I do go, I get but massages. I do take the morning time. I do take a little bit of evening time. And that's basically what I do. Well, now, I do take a sister's trip twice a year, but I really don't ever. I want to be a sister. I know, right? <laughs> I've asked her if I could be a sister. Can I be an honorary <laughs> sister? Sure, sure. We always have fun. We usually go for four or five days. So I do that twice a year, and that helps a lot. But well, you know, in my HR world, um, so especially during COVID, I became like, I know you guys work from home all day, right? So I was going into the office and then, you know, March 18th of 2020, we all went home, right? I mean, those of us that, that could work from home, some positions, obviously they couldn't do that. And that's what happened to me during that time. I was working 12 hour days, you know, I'd get up, throw on some sweats, go down to the office. And next thing I'd know, it's three or four in the afternoon. And I, you know, I hadn't eaten lunch or whatever, because it was so overwhelming, you know, every bit of information that I had to share, you know, with employees. And we had, we have employees in seven different states. So there was different protocols in each state. I mean, you know, there was just a lot going on. And I finally, one day, like after about four months, I looked at my desk and I was like, I could work for 24 hours straight mm, and I, I wouldn't get stuff done. Mm-hmm. So I need to just stop. So I need to set hours. And so I started sending information out to people about working from home remotely and setting boundaries, you know, and making sure that there's a um, a difference between your workday and your personal life so that you really can set up a realistic routine, you know, something that's manageable. And I've talked to... Um, some other cookiers who say I spend an hour every morning checking my emails or, you know, posts or whatever, and then I'm done. Then I move on to this. Or um, some people, they have days that they make the dough and then they have other days that they decorate, you know, and that's just, you know, what works for them. So I think coming up with a meaning meaningful routine that'll work for you, because otherwise, and, 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 and I'm very bad about this. And I think a lot of creatives are, maybe I'm just, but it's like squirrel. Oh, I want to do this. You know, like I see an email and it triggers something in my mind to think about something else. And then I go look at that. And the next thing I know, and we all know the rabbit hole that is social media. So I think really setting timeframes for that too, you know, otherwise you can end up sitting there for long periods of time, I think on social media. You know? I know I did get you back. Sorry, to piggyback, I'm going to ask you this, Nancy, not only scheduling what you're doing, but days off. How many mm-hmm. days off do you get a week, Nancy? I don't take any days off. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> however, I, I will get, pat myself on the back a little bit. I do set hours that I am in my Facebook group. I check in twice a day, morning and afternoon. I don't go in there in the evening. And I don't go into my Facebook group on the weekends. So I have managed to stick to that. I really have done well. I do I do hop in there two times a day, though, to check things out for about a window of an hour each. And 
even though I'm not in my Facebook group, I am working though. And I, I rarely take days off. I work on Saturdays. If Sunday I have something I need to get done and it's going to put me behind, I will work a little bit on Sunday. Not all day, but I will work a little bit. So it just depends on what, what is pressing at the moment. But you guys, I didn't have any help at all in what I do for a long time. I finally hired somebody. Again, Sherry's like, you got to hire some help. You need some help. And I did finally do that. I have a lot of help. Uh, well, not a lot, but I have uh, four girls now who help me do social media, keep my email organized, help me if I need something written. Uh, I tell them what I want to write. They'll write something up. I proofread it. We post it. So I also help help with Cookieathon now, which is a good thing uh, because there's no way I could continue doing that by myself. So I am getting better, you guys. I really am. You are. I am. Your I'm virtual wondering. assistants are helping you. Yes. That's yes. a whole other podcast. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> you could spend hours talking about your virtual assistants yes. and how much they do for you. Yes. But, but I think that is, I mean, one of the big things for me was I was really getting frustrated in that I didn't have time after I posted something to respond to people, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I ended up hiring somebody, it's a good friend of mine, to help me with managing the posts, managing the comments. And that has been a huge relief to me. And um, and it's kind of funny now because I'll see a response and I think, did I say that? And I'm like, oh, she really sounds like me now, you know? And that's, I mean, and that's been a learning curve too, right? And there's been a couple of times she sent me a screenshot of something and because there's a personal side joke or something between people and she'll say, I am not quite sure how to answer that one. So I'm going to let you take it, you know? Um, but I think delegation and I think for lots of us, especially, I mean, I know I'm a control freak. I mean, I'm very OCD about my stuff and my things. So it's hard to let pieces of that go. But I think that's helpful for people too, is figuring out, you know, what are the, what are the parts that you could get help with? Like, for example, you, we've talked about packaging, you know, I would rather spend my time decorating than packaging things up, you know, so maybe getting somebody to help with that piece of it or whatever. Well, and something I think I take advantage of is, you know, it is just me and George, but we have a cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. And so I feel spoiled with that in one regard, but the other regard is I'm not complaining at George and he's not complaining at me to get things dusted and vacuumed and whatever. So, I mean, that's, that's two dozen cookies, you know, every other week basically is what I need to sell to, to have the cleaning lady, but that takes care of me. I don't have to yep. do it. It's yep. takes the stress away. I wonder how much of it is um is like part of who uh, who we are as women you know we always take on so much i don't only do cookies but i volunteer i serve yeah. on many boards i do i do way too much i feel like i run circles around my husband Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that's a whole nother podcast too, right? All the cookiers listening today are going, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, it's true. And, and circles. Right. Yes. Like the energy level, the desire, the the need. I mean, it's that whole thing about, and I really don't want to dog on 
you know, husbands or anything right now, but I mean, (laughs) but I mean, it's like, you see things, you do it. And, you know, it's, it's, and then when you say something, it's like, well, all you had to do is ask me why nobody asked me, you know, I just saw it and I did it and it needs to be done. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think the biggest thing is it's hard for us as women, um, wives, mothers, what that to say no, you know, to, because we want to, we want to help. We want to be, you know, kind and considerate. And I think sometimes we end up putting everybody else ahead of our own needs and really being able to say no and not feel horrible about it. You and know, I, like, you know, I can give you um, private lessons on how to say no. I say <laughs> You're no. better at that, Sherry. I'm very at good at saying no. <laughs> I'm very good at telling people or setting, you know, kind of back to setting boundaries and, no is my complete sentence. And you know, I, there is I'm a book with that. by Dr. Henry Cloud. It's called Boundaries. And I've read it twice and I do follow him on social media. Slow learner. I'm, I'm not good at it. I'm so not good. But I agree with Cindy. We put everybody else first. And, and I, I don't really want to dog on husbands either. But a lot of husbands, who do they have to take care of themselves? Who, who do they have to take care of themselves? They, it, Sorry, they get up, they get around, they go to work, they come home, they eat dinner, they watch TV, they go to bed. Mm-hmm. That's just that, my thing. That, that's literally the life I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um. Love all you men out there, but you know it is what it is. For no, me. I joke all the time. I'm like, I want a wife. Like, I want somebody right. to. Right. I, I would like a me. You I know? would like a wife too. But Imagine what you do. <laughs> I will say George is really good about that. When I come up, because my bakery is down in the basement. And so when I come up at night, he'll look at me and he'll kind of do an assessment if I have on what he calls my pretty look, which is basically yoga pants, an oversized butter stained t-shirt, my hair all pulled back, no makeup. He's like, oh, that's going to take a while to fix. And he's like, so do you want me to pick up dinner or do you want to go to dinner? Because he knows after baking and decorating all day, that's the last thing I want to do is go get into another kitchen. Yeah. And again, I don't have small kids. So, you know. My husband has started doing that. I stopped cooking a few years ago and I said, I'm done. I mean, I still cook, but I don't do it like I did when they were Mm -hmm. little. And he's the one who takes up the, the weekend cooking. Other than that, during the week, we eat whatever, whatever we want, you know, and my husband works nights, so I don't really have to worry about him anyway, but on the weekends, I don't, I don't cook. Yeah. No, nope. we go out almost every night. And- well, because it's not just the cooking, it's the planning, it's the groceries, it's the, you know, the prep or whatever. And, you know, if I've been at work all day and I know that I have X and X to do or, and then. I've picked up wool from school or, you know, I mean, it's like the last thing I want to do is try to plan some three course meal that's going to look great and taste. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. And I love to cook, but I have really lost a lot of that interest unless it's a big family event or something because it's just, it's too much. And groceries are ridiculous right now, which is oh another gosh. thing. I just well, came from the I grocery store too for groceries to be delivered if I'm just overwhelmed or, that's you a- know. No, that's another thing. I have taken more advantage of that since because of COVID I started. I would have never done that before. Again, the control person, I don't want somebody picking out my fruit, you know, whatever. But 
I do a good job. I know, especially like Instacart, those people, they're so nice because they'll message and say, is this the size of, you know, whatever you wanted? And, um, and I, I realize it's a little bit more expensive, but again, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, what, you know, your time is worth and how best it can be spent, you know, and, and yes, it might cost something to do this or to take time out to not take an order or to go get a massage or whatever. But in the big scheme of things, I mean, I think you have to weigh it against how much it's helping you, you know? Yeah, I agree. The takeaway is do online grocery shopping, get a housekeeper and stop <laughs> And get a virtual assistant. Yes. And get a virtual assistant. And get a wife. You know? <laughs> get a wife. And get a wife. Yeah. Well, not everybody, I know not everybody can do those things that you just listed, but maybe but, some of them pick and choose. But can you imagine? I can't imagine having little kids and trying to decorate cookies. I know there are a lot of new cookiers out there, tons, and they're right. younger and they have kids. And I'm like, hats off to them if they can do it. I know. Their team no sleep though. I mean, I see their posts saying, you know, they haven't slept or they're tired and And that it really can impact your health. And it, it can does. impact how you're I mean, it, when you find yourself and this is what was happening to me when I was doing cookie orders and working and trying and I didn't have anybody, you know, else living with me, but I I didn't say no. So then it would be, you know, order after order and then work and literally, I mean no sleep. And it it made me crabby. You know what I mean? Like it made me stressed at work and, um, and that's not good for anybody. You know, it's just not. I will say that I also not only set, you know, time limits for myself, but, and this is going to sound really corny and hokey, but getting a really good group of friends like you oh. guys, no, that's so important. <laughs> Seriously. And so that like, I can complain about cookies. I can complain about whatever I can talk. And you guys know what I'm talking about and we can go get drinks and we can go get dinner. It's different than having your bestie. It's having a best, a bunch of besties that know what you're going through. Well, and don't, don't you always feel like re-energized too, after you've yes. been at like cookie con or something like that? Because, and we, we've all talked about this before, like somebody will ask me about the cookies and I'm like, okay, I need to warn you. If you want me to start talking about cookies, be prepared because <laughs> I'm not going to stop until your eyes glaze over or whatever, you know? But when I come back from these events, I am so, because we're all like-minded and we're all talking about the same things and nobody gets you know, bored about that or whatever. But I, I think that's really important, Sandra, and just having people that you can bounce. How many times have we messaged each other asking about something or, um, you know, what do you guys think about this? Um, how, how do you think we should, you know, handle this, whatever? I think that's really important. But I think, and I, this is something I figured out this year is, being alone. I'm an extrovert. I think most of us are, are extroverted in different ways, but even extroverts like to have alone time or downtime. And I think sometimes that also gets neglected, you know, and I kind of realized it that year with um, all the people and things going on and having time just to myself, to, to think, you know, to sketch, to, um, read a book, like re legit read a book, you know, or watch, you know, um, 
a crime drama or something. I was going to say, listen to a murder podcast. I know, I know, I know. I've been binge listening on Dateline. It's on Peacock. Oh, really? Like like years and years of episodes. It's awesome. Anyway. (laughs) So I think, I think feeding your, 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 your soul in different ways is important too, because I know most cookiers, the reason they started doing it is because they like it. Right. I mean, I like it. And I mean, even if you can't get to like a cookie con or, or whatever, they're, they're starting to do roundups again, two tea stencils starting to do that again. There's little retreats popping up again. Um, I've been to two of Tammy and Todd's retreats from two tea stencils and they were a little mini cookie cons. They were, it's great. If you can do it, do it. I think, I think Ginny's um, done a couple. Yeah, of yeah. And I think like Nancy's cookie a I mean, I think I love that. It feels that same kind of energy yeah. when you watch the videos and then it's your turn and um, people are commenting and it's like, hi, you know, Cynthia, how are you? You know, and it's, it's that, that's awesome too. It's, you know? it's just virtual instead. It's the greatest online virtual cookie decorating event in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like to say it's in the world. Well, actually, Nancy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Cookieathon and when it's coming up? Yeah, uh, Cookieathon will be in November. I have two a year, of one in the spring, uh, one in the fall. The one in the fall I always call Holiday Cookieathon. And so it will be November. It always depends on how many instructors we have, the number of days that we go, but we just keep continuing to grow. We started out with one day years ago, and now we're up to four days. So if we have enough instructors, it'll be four days. It will probably run from maybe November 3rd, 4th, 5th, maybe 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th. But we're already planning that. Emails are going to go out in June to cookie artists who are club members. And sometimes I will ask cookie artists outside of the club to do classes uh, for us. And I will be doing that again. Sometimes people will email me and they'll say, I would love to teach at Cookie-a-thon. And, and, and I do that also. I've never... Um, like taking applications and uh, the approval process, never done any of that. I just, if someone wants to teach, um, I say, sure, here you go. Fill out the form. So that'll be coming in November. It's going to be as always fantastic. Could not do it without the amazing cookie artists, but the colorful cookie club is opening soon too. Uh, so Nancy's busy. Nancy needs to set some boundaries. Nancy needs to take some time off. <laughs> just just a little bit. The Colorful Cookie Club opens June 3rd through 9th, and I only open it twice a year because we have such an influx of people that I like to be able to take care of them and onboard everybody at the same time. That's a high priority for me. Uh, even even after we close that window and my club members, it doesn't matter all the time. I'm very attentive to what they need and try to give them all the help they need with whatever it is they're trying to learn. But June 3rd through 9th, the Colorful Cookie Club will be open. It won't be open again until January 2023. So don't hold off for six months. If you If you want in there, get in there in June. It's monthly or yearly. You can always uh, cancel if, you know, after you learn what you need to learn. Um, Oh, and then I'm adding something new. And I forgot to do cookie news at the beginning. I know. That's why we're doing it kind of now. Yeah, so we'll do it now. That was my job, and I fell down on that job. Uh, So 
Also, I have been working on something new and exciting, and it's called Procreate Fast Track for Cookiers. And a lot of cookie decorators, I've been teaching Procreate for a long time in the club, and I have videos on the website currently. But I've been working on a whole separate set of classes. It's called Procreate Fast Track for Cookiers. It teaches people how to use Procreate from very beginning to very end, all the way through, you know, all the tools, everything that's available for that a cookie decorator would need to design their cookie sets digitally, all my tricks and all my tips and all the shortcuts and the gestures. I started thinking initially I'd have about 15 videos and I'm up to, I think about 40. Um, Yeah. I've got PDFs uh, that are instructional that people can download. I've got brush set downloads. I've got color palette downloads. There's just an amazing amount of information that's going to be offered in that course. And that will also be available when the Colorful Cookie Club opens up for enrollment. Now, Procreate Fast Track for Cookiers will be available to purchase all the time. The club, however, to, to learn to design cookie stencils and cookie cutters and everything else that I teach, that's only open twice a year. But Procreate okay. class will be available all the time. So where is the information on Procreate? Is it on your website? It's not there yet because I'm finishing everything up. And so, but it will be. It will be on the website. There will be, um, and if people are on my email list, they'll get that information when I open that up. If you're not on my email list, you can go to thecolorfulcookie.com and you can sign up to get on my email list. Or you'd sign up for the newsletter there too. Um, but yeah, that class is going to be available all the time. And I know so many people want to learn to use Procreate. Um, and I break it down specifically for cookiers. The classes are geared toward cookiers. So it's going to be really good. But I will share that news with all my email subscribers. I'll be sharing it on my social media. And we'll probably talk about it again on here too. But sorry, guys, I forgot the cookie news. And now I wish I had an iPad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You may have to get one. That's, may the big, have to. that's the big question. I really need to write a bo- blog post on that because people want to know what does Procreate, which iPad does it work with? You know, what do I have to have a, a new one? Can I use an older one? And I answer all of those questions in the uh, one of the videos, of course, but I need to write a blog post about that because that's a super popular question. So, um, Sherry has an, a, a neat little trick or tip that you're going to share with us, right? I have a tip for tips. A tip? A tip, a tip for tips. Say that five times fast. No, I think we'll get in trouble and I'll have to change the rating of our podcast to explicit. Um, no, but at the end of graduation season, as we're headed into the down, down slope, I've been using more tips, even though I use tipless bags, I've been using more tips for some of my writing. And I have found, and maybe somebody already does this, I didn't invent this, but it's just easy for me to take like a deli or a Tupperware dish with a lid, fill it with hot soapy water, put all my dirty tips and all my bag clips that I clip the end to hold it shut, put all that in there. It's all you know, royal icing crusted stuff, put it in there and then I just shake it and it 
takes everything out of the tip, it just the water and the soap, you shake it and pour it out and rinse it through and shake it again until all the royal icing has softened and flaked off and it's clean. Hey, that's you're, my... you're going to have to patent that for cookie decorators because that's like a sonic jewelry cleaner, but it's a sonic tip cleaner. There you go. You know, all that jiggling. That's all what, that jiggling. That's sonic, that sonic, sonic cleaner. That's what it does. So, yeah. So I just, I mean, it's easy and it works and it's quick. That's it. Okay. Oh, I, I have a question. And that we didn't we didn't say we we're going to talk about this, but somebody tell me what is and and I realize people use their fork to poke holes in their pie crust, probably the same concept. But I'm seeing all these cookies now mm-hmm. on Instagram when people are doing their videos, and they all have poke holes in them. So somebody want to? I don't do explain it. what that is about. I, don't do it. I think I know what it's about, but I keep seeing the question: Why are you putting holes in your cookie? So let's talk don't about. They, that. Don't they do that so that they don't spread? I, uh, do you think they'll raise in the middle or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't do know. It. I I have a hard time sometimes just keeping track of my count. So <laughs> if you are you know? a fork poking cookier. Let us know on Facebook why you do that. Yeah. Go to our Facebook group and tell us. Because I have been seeing that everywhere. And I'm, I I know the concept is probably like the pie crust thing. I get it. But I'm like, really, for a little bitty cookie? I mean, I, I thought, you know, poking the holes in the pie crust, it's larger. You know, it's flakier. But cookies aren't like that. And they're small. So... I've been wondering the same thing because I've noticed it a lot lately, too. And then there for a while, there was the the thing where people would squiggle a line in between, yeah. you know, and I, I, I actually researched it and, and there's a lot of feedback both ways. I haven't seen it as much lately. So you I was thinking, yeah, I, I, I don't local. know. I was thinking people were doing it so they could mark what color it needed to be or, you know, but then like if they were doing a pumpkin, that would be obvious what color it would be. So I just I didn't understand that. I think the majority of people that. do that so that it doesn't crater. It yeah. builds up a foundation underneath your floor. I've never had that work for me. I don't, I haven't done it either, but anyway, so. <laughs> okay. All righty, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. Um, you know what? I'm not sure, like I said, I'm the queen of working too hard, but also if you have tips to share, come over to our Facebook group or to our Facebook page and give us your best tips for taking care of you. I'm sure that many of us, including myself, could learn something valuable from some of you. So be sure to share those things with us either. And we're on Instagram too. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. We have a group, a page. So share your best tips with us for taking care of you. We'd love to know what those are. See you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> hey friends, thank you for spending time with us as we dove into the cookie topics we chatted about today. We hope you found at least one little nugget of information that resonated with you. Please subscribe and give our new podcast a rating. We know there are many places for you to get your cookie knowledge, and we truly appreciate that you choose to listen to us. Please visit the show notes for any links related to this episode. You will also find the Cookies for Lunch website, Facebook page, Facebook group, and Instagram links. Please join us.